Hello and welcome, everyone. My name is Matt, and this is Journey to Freedom podcast. This show is all about traveling, financial freedom, success stories, and so much more. In this podcast, I talk with a diverse community of people about their stories from around the world and my own life experiences with traveling and finance. Join me to my weekly series to learn more. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Journey to Freedom. This is the first episode of August and I'm super excited to have been sharing my guest journeys with you over the past few months. And if you are a new listener, welcome to the podcast. As mentioned in the intro, we talk all about travel, finance and success stories. The past few episodes have been really amazing with some guests from Australia, United Kingdom and Sri Lanka. I recently shared a story of Amanda, who is a professional jazz musician and lives in Sydney, Australia. We had a great chat about her path to success, how she became a full-time musician, and what are some of the best things to do when visiting Sydney. So if you have missed those episodes, check them out on this podcast and make sure to subscribe to stay up to date. And also, please consider supporting me on Patreon, where I share some exclusive content for each episode. On a weekly basis, I share with you all the show notes, personal favorites, links, files, and guest recommendations. Creating each episode requires a lot of time to research, connect with guests, write the episode flow, make cover arts, and so much more. So if you would like to support this podcast, please head out to this week's description and find a link to my Patreon account. And today we'll continue talking about traveling and specifically living full-time in RV and traveling the U.S., a few weeks ago, I have connected with an amazing couple who shared their story on social media, Tyler and Andrea, also known as Wild Hicksons. Both of them are full-time travelers living and working from their RV. And besides exploring the States, Tyler and Andrea also have their own podcast, which takes listeners behind the scenes of the journey to discover new places, new ideas, and complement the travel vlog series. With both of them, I want to talk a little bit more about the beginnings of Wild Hicksons, how is living and working in an RV, what are some of the biggest challenges, and why should you consider changing your lifestyle and becoming a freelancer? So Tyler and Andrea, thank you so much for connecting with me and being here today. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. It's fun to be here. Great. Perfect. I'm super happy that you guys are here, especially you guys are my first uh, two guests that um, that are joined right here. I usually have a either solo episode or just with one guest. So this is really exciting for me. Well, we have like one brain, so yeah. I think it should work okay. <laughs> yeah, should be perfectly fine. Let's just dive deep, uh, deeper a little bit into some of the background and your information about you know your brand and maybe a little bit even about where you grew up in and then how did you guys meet? So um, I am from a cornfield in central Illinois, um, and I had actually never set foot in an RV until we decided to do this whole thing. Um, Same. I'm from St. Louis, Midwest, so we're both Midwest kids. Um, yeah. But yeah, neither of us had ever RV'd at all before we were buying one. Yeah. Or we weren't even like heavy campers, I think, as children or anything <laughs> no. like that. We liked being outside, but you know, we hadn't done camping as a thing. wasn't really, it just didn't exist sort of for either of us. Um we met in college uh, at a small school in Illinois called Millican University and uh, did very little with the degrees that we got there as we both had theater <laughs> degrees. Um, but instead, after college, set out to um, start a business together. Uh, and that became sort of the backbone for 
you know, all of the travel and everything, everything that we do now. Yeah. Was that something that you, was it connected to travel or was it more like a, a business, you know, kind of a kind of workplace? It wasn't connected to travel at all, actually. I mean, the, the background was, so I had studied some business in college and uh, ended up working for a marketing company right out of college. Um, decided that I could do better marketing if I owned my own company to do it. And so we started our company, which is called Marketing T. Uh, and part of that became that all of our clients kind of wanted us to travel to them and create content with them. That's a big part of what we do. And so after a while of doing this, we found ourselves on planes about every two weeks or so, um, barely able to like be home and enjoy our apartment that we liked. Uh, and In decide- Denver, Colorado, right, which is where we wanted to be. Yeah, exactly. We moved to Denver because we love Denver. Yeah. Um, and so to not even be home, we kind of really started to suck. And yeah. so, and also when we were traveling, we wouldn't we were never there long enough to be able to actually see the places we were going because we were you know traveling for work on you know, client money. So yeah, you're on a, you're on a plane and then you're in an Uber and then you're in a hotel. And, uh, to us, that didn't feel like a lifestyle at all. Uh, and so we said, what if we did this in an RV and traveled to all our clients and took on, you know, all of the driving that would entail, which is a lot of driving, <laughs> but at least when we're, you know, spending like a week out with a client, we're also home and we can cook our own food and we can do our own things and be in our own house and uh, see that place. And see the place we're going. Gotcha. Yeah. So how were your beginnings with the whole you know, journey and becoming a full-time traveler? Because I know a lot of people would love to do it, quit their nine-to-five job and start doing <laughs> what you're doing. And you know, yeah. for many people, it, it sounds easy, I guess, but I know it's a lot of hard work and a lot of uh, pressure, I guess. So how, how did it start with you? It, it definitely is harder than it looks sometimes. Um, and actually, we just did a vlog about that, which is really good timing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean... I think the, well, the first step was that we had to get rid of a bunch of our stuff. And so we spent a few months just going through like everything that we owned and downsizing like crazy to be able to fit into, you know, a much smaller space. Yeah. Even living in a one bedroom apartment, we didn't realize just how much stuff, how much stuff we had owned and acquired over, you know, a short period of time. And so we had to go through it all and say, this is going to go in that cabinet and this is going to go in that cabinet. And you've got, you know, 30 something feet to work with in like a travel trailer, like we were getting into. Um, but on top of that, because we don't like to do anything that, uh, you know, would make sense or is easy. We like to do everything at once. So we were actually uh, getting married right at the same time that we were moving into the RV. So yeah. our wedding was uh, about three days yeah. I think, before we fully moved into the RV and took off and got on the road. So That's it's sort of like just, yeah, move yeah. and wedding and all that happening all at once. <laughs> Man, that, that sounds, sounds a little bit stressful, I would say, at the same time, was it? A little bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely hard. Um, why did we do it like that? I don't even remember why we did it like that. I feel like there was a reason at the time. It just timed out. It ju- yeah. It just timed mm-hmm. out. And then one of the questions that I have that I always get asked a lot from my friends, um, that's something that we talked about right before we start recording, is how do you make that first step? What are the, some of the basics, I guess, when people would love to have their own RV or just try, you know, start traveling the U.S. in RV? What are some of the basics that people have to look for when it comes to either you know, buying or leasing one? And what do you really look for at first place? Well, I think 
the first step is always just get rid of your stuff because that always has to happen first. And if you can do that before you have the RV waiting, that's always helpful. Um, and then I think one of the things that we did that was really helpful was that we decided that we weren't going to build the perfect RV for ourselves because we just wanted to get on the road. So we went and we bought a new RV that was like really ready to go. We didn't need to paint it. We just kind of wanted to, cause like I hadn't been able to ever customize a house or anything like that before. Um, so I think that's like really my advice is like, if you want to get started, just get started. Cause there's, I don't know, you look on Instagram and you see all the stuff about how everybody's customizing and building their perfect RV. And that's a totally a good way to go. But if you're ready to get started and that seems overwhelming, you don't have to do it like that. I agree. But we also started with a really firm intention as to like what kind of RV would work for us. Like you really have to know yourself well. Um, so for some people, the van thing is going to work. And for some people, they need a big class A, you know, basically a bus for all their stuff. And some people really want to be in a, in a school bus that's converted. Or uh, for us, we looked at like, what are the things that really make us happy and that matter? And we knew a few things off the bat. I knew I wanted to take my motorcycle with me, which meant I needed somewhere to put it. Uh, I, we knew we wanted to be able to take our home places and park it and then have like just a car and feel like normal people. So we decided that a travel trailer was good for both of those things. Mm -hmm. So we can take the travel trailer somewhere, unhitch it, now you've got a truck and you've got a motorcycle and we're like a normal, it's like we're normal people living in an apartment in that town with two vehicles, you know? Right. Um, so knowing the type of vehicle that you want, I feel like you have to know yourself well enough to know that first right. to get in the right vehicle. And once you know that, I mean, it's, you're going to find something that, that works. So there's so many companies making RVs and there's so many different floor plans and styles that there's, you're going to find whatever will work for you as long as you know kind of what you're going for. But you need to know little things too. Like we also, I'm also really passionate about cooking. I cook all the time. So I was looking for an RV that had a kitchen that had like legitimate counter space I could cook on and a decent stove. And uh, we really liked RVs that have an island. We've had both RVs that we've been in have an island in the middle because I yeah. spend a lot of the day there cooking <laughs> and I don't yeah. like to like be shoved in a corner cooking yeah. all the meals. So um, it's really just, yeah, know yourself and know what you're going to want to do on the road. And you'll find the right RV for it. That's another thing. So many I, dealers. Yeah. That's another thing that I know a lot of people are just wondering, or maybe thinking that starting the, you know, starting your RV journey might be a sort of a financial burden. Cause I know it's definitely not an, a cheap sort of a idea or a hobby. Um, what would mm -hmm. you say are like the average cost? I know that it really depends what you look for. And just like you said, either it's a bus or a smaller one, but what people should, um, you know, aim for, I guess, when they want to start the RV. Well, I think it depends on, I think it depends on what you already own. So like if you own a truck, you should be looking for something you can tow. Um, if you own a, a small car and you're going to get rid of it, you should be looking for like maybe something with an engine. You know that RVs that have engines are going to be the more expensive ones, kind of no matter what. And then it all depends on how big do you want the RV to be, how, how many toys do you want? You know, you could go all the way from like a small towable teardrop trailer all the way to like a giant fifth wheel toy hauler where you can load, you know, if I could load my motorcycle in the back, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, there's, there's just such a wide range out there that it is really hard to say, but I know that a few things make it easier. Like finding a, a used RV or an RV that's being sold on consignment is really good. Mm -hmm. um, 
you can keep your eye out. You know, it depends how much time you have. Like we, we were ready to go. And so we went to a dealer and said, here's what we can do and what's in our price range. Mm -hmm. But, um, if you have the time to wait for something, you might find that thing pop up on Craigslist in the next town that, you know, someone's trying to get rid of. So it depends how, how much time you have, I think. I think the other thing to look for, um, you know, you can, you can, make a lot of guesses on how much an RV is going to cost kind of just based on what it looks like. Like a fifth wheel is going to be about double the price of a travel trailer. Um, and then the travel trailers, you know, there's the the ones with the laminated kind of like smooth plastic looking yeah. sides. And then there's the one with the tin, um, what would you call that? Kind of like corrugated yep. sides. Um, and so the cheapest ones are going to be the, that tin corrugated side. And th- those are really pretty affordable. And I think the other thing to consider is, um, if you're moving into the RV, that becomes your rent, you know? So I, th- I think right. it's easy to kind of think like, oh, this is another big expense, but it's kind of replacing what That's you're true. paying That's in, in rent. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense. I think a lot of people, I didn't even think about it until you just told mm-hmm. me right now. It makes sense that it kind of replaces your rent. You don't have to pay for an apartment or whatever, wherever you are, probably in the city or even on the suburbs, it can get really, really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, but it also comes down to RV parks too. So you have to yeah. think like an RV park expense Plus, you know, whatever, whatever you're paying for either your RV or your towing vehicle or both. And, uh, what, what's the last piece I'm missing? The last piece. Is that it? I think that's it. Oh, okay. Um, insurance, but that's, kind yeah, of insurance, but, um, I guess like gas and stuff that, that's going to matter how much you drive, but, mm-hmm. but I, you know, you've talked to a lot of financial people and people who are into like financial independence and things. We learned plenty from that community to not be afraid of things like loans that made sense. Mm-hmm. So we were fine with doing a loan for the truck and the RV because that makes sense to us. It's the mm-hmm. same thing as we were looking at like buying a house on a mortgage. Eventually we will own this. Yeah. We can make the monthly payments on it and it's a comfortable thing. Um, yeah. Better to have the thing and get started for us than it was I mean, to wait. Yeah. I think uh, the mortgage of a house in Denver is more expensive than all of that put together yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah. And on the yeah. same topic, you know, cause you guys have been traveling in RV for about two years right now. What would you say that um, are some of like the biggest challenges that you guys have faced? I'm sure there have been, there were many, I know you guys have blog and talk about it all mm-hmm. the time on Instagram, but some like of the major ones, or maybe some of the basic ones that people don't really realize that, you know, just living in RV, it's not really a, a dream, right? It takes a, a lot of hard work. I yeah. saw that. I saw that recent post of yours on Instagram too, when you were talking about it. So just want to share a little bit of information about that as well. I I think it's good to get comfortable with some discomfort. Like there are inherent uncomfortable things about being in an RV and it's not the RV itself. It's usually going to be the fact that you have no idea where you are at any (laughs) given time. You always have to be planning ahead to make sure there's a spot you're going to. Mm. Um, your daily routines are going to change constantly because one day we could be baking in Phoenix and the next day we're in the snow in Colorado. Um, So it's not like you can be like, yeah, this is my morning routine because it might be 40 degrees outside tomorrow, Uh 90 the next day. Um, So you have to, I think it's just a life where you're on all the time. Like Mm -hmm. you just have to be on to meet it. And it took us a long time to, to get to a place where we're comfortable with that. But and I still think we're uncomfortable with it most of the time Sometimes. to have to be on and thinking all the time and planning and having the next step ready and what's going on, what options do we have, what's out there. Um, but you, you do get more used to it mm-hmm. as you go, I think. 
it gets yeah. less intimidating. I think one thing we've learned about that, uh, that whole like being on all the time thing is like when we get somewhere, we make a new routine immediately once we get there. So like we're in Salt Lake City right now and it is so hot here. And so our routine is like we are outside in the morning working out and we are inside all day and then we go for a walk after dinner like close to sunset. And that's like kind of our new routine for this place. And then as soon as we go somewhere new, we'll find a different routine. But I I think that kind of like taking – I don't know, just finding a routine right away and kind of settling into that helps with right. how everything's changing all the time. But I'm sure you have some sort of routine. I know you guys have travel all the time, but is there anything that you do on a daily basis that you have to take care of when it comes to RV? Because I'm yeah. a little bit oblivious about it, to be very honest. I'm never <laughs> that, so I want to know. Well, do you mean specifically like to maintain the RV or do you mean like yeah, what may- we maybe do our, for ourselves? Yeah, yeah, maybe maintain or something that you do on a daily basis. Hmm. I mean, most of most of your modern RVs pretty much take care of themselves. You've got, especially if you're hooked up to power, you've got all of the amenities you might need. Um, so, you know, in terms of what we're thinking about when we're parked somewhere, we're usually thinking about like, where are we going next? We're making the plans for what we have to take care of next. There's mm-hmm. some maintenance that comes with an RV. Like you want to take good care of your slides and your hitch and all that stuff. But that stuff, it doesn't tend to take that long. Even the sort of regular thing of like dumping your um, your tanks, it, it takes a few minutes every few days. Um, it's it's not a terribly big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And so in terms of the RV, there's not much. But in terms of our own lifestyle, like we have a lot that goes on in any one day, especially because we are so into cooking and nutrition and working out. So we... Uh, we, I mean, I'm like in the kitchen a lot of the day, just like in a factory of cooking, just like cranking yeah. things out. Yeah. But everybody's going to have their different things that they have to do mm-hmm. during the day. But, you know, it is the best of like work from home when you get to do it like this. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what happens when, uh, obviously, since you're so into cooking and I'm into cooking too, I'm just curious how it goes when it comes to traveling in an RV because I know you have a, probably a big fridge. And like you said, you mm-hmm. have the, the middle, what do you call it? The, the island the, the island there you go the island yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was looking for that word um how is it how does it go when it comes to like shopping for groceries and stopping by at different places and yeah cooking? it sounds like a challenge it's so in this rv our fridge is is pretty big it's it's nice it's probably close to the one we had when we were living in an apartment um so the grocery shopping is easy we can just do like you know the weekly kind of grocery trip um i think in our older rv it was a little bit smaller and we were doing like maybe a couple trips a week yeah it's kind um, of a classic rv thing like we had the it, the fridge we used to have is an rv uh, electric propane electric fridge. fridge so it can do either run a propane if you're like boondocking or it can run on electricity if you're plugged in but they tend to be a bit smaller and a little less consistent in temperature the one we have now we're totally spoiled it's like residential mm-hmm. grade fridge so that's not such a big deal at all but um, the thing with this fridge is that when we travel, because the shelves are glass instead of wire, because it is a res- residential style fridge, um, I have to pack the fridge so that like the, the weight is evenly distributed and like glass things go on plastic parts so they don't break. Um, and then that's the other thing with, with traveling too. So like we have our pantries and we, that's a, that's a big part of traveling is we just have to redistribute the weight so there's not something really heavy in one spot because shelves will break or we've had we've had the most fun thing happen we were driving once through tennessee and (laughs) we pulled over at one point and noticed something was weird in the back 
and we had a one of our cabinets had come open, which we we like tape them shut and everything. Like oh, we don't we know had how it came that open. time though. And uh, we had in that time. Mm-mm. Oh, well, that's what we were. Wrong. I know. But we had a a big full glass bottle of olive oil fall out of a shelf, shatter on the floor, and spread olive oil everywhere. And we had to in the middle of like a long road trip stop get the paper towels, <laughs> clean up what we could and know that we had this, you know, more of a mess to clean up when we got there. It's that's, those are the challenges of our being. It's like, mm-hmm. like life is just going to throw you a wild card when you, sure. when you put your life on the road. Mm-hmm. There's just, it sounds like there's just so many small things that you have to take care of when you're traveling that you don't really think of before you buy the van or before you even start traveling, which is really, yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Exactly. And um, one of the things I want to talk a little bit more about is your um, your idea of Wild Hicksons, the name and just the you know the, the the brand and how you're promoting it on social media right now. Um, where did that name come from, and how did you guys start that idea? Well, Andrea, when we first got on the road, wanted to create uh, a documentary, which mm-hmm. she did. It's called Newly Nomads, and it just mm-hmm. came out recently on YouTube. Um, out of her creating that documentary, we realized that we could be um, joining into the world of travel vlogging, but we felt like we wanted to do something really different because um, we felt like there was nothing out there that we would want to watch um, that talked to the things that we like to think about and that um, just showed a different perspective on travel because there's there's so many like categories where people are kind of doing the same things as each other. We thought we could do something yeah. kind of unique and that was kind of what made us want to do Wild Hicksons and create a brand out of it. Mm -hmm. I think um, what we really wanted to kind of bring to the table is less of like how to RV because there's so much of that Mm -hmm. out there, but more of like what this lifestyle is actually like and what it means to us and what it could mean, you know, to anybody who wants to try it. And so I think that's what we're really passionate about, about sharing. And we made it Wild Hicksons because we're both really independent people. We love yeah. our freedom a lot. And so we don't like anybody telling us what to do. So we are <laughs> wild. And so we said, let's create something that would follow our journey of being wild, no matter what that means, whether that's an RV, whether it's like a homestead one day, there's so many things that we like yeah. and are interested in that we'll just stay wild and try it all. Yeah. With that being said, are you guys planning on staying in the RV for quite some time or are you guys going to do something crazy and (laughs) stay in one place for quite some time? I think we're going to do it for a long time. Our families ask us that all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. when when are you going to be done? You know, we don't know yet. I I imagine we would stop when it stops being fun because Mm -hmm. that's the whole point of what like what we want to do. It's also become a really big part of just making our business work now. I mean, we've grown even since we were doing those plane trips every couple of weeks. And so uh, at that business, it wouldn't be sustainable without this lifestyle at this point. So, but also when you get tired of RVing, you literally just go to a town you want to go to and park there for like a month. And by two the months. end of that month or two months, <laughs> you're, you're, I don't know, we get done with it. We're ready yeah. to get back on the road. So oh, I love that. It's not hard to take a break when you need it. Yeah. That's true, because you pretty much you have your own house anywhere you want to, and you can stay for there as long as you want to. Exactly. Yep. Sounds sounds amazing, honestly. Especially <laughs> for people that like work their nine to five job and stay in one place for a very long time, they don't really travel. So doing mm-hmm. something like this is is really really cool. And uh, with with that being said as well, like um, you know your business, we talked a little bit about that. I know a lot of people would 
would be thinking how can they, you know, kind of uh, manage or sustain their life, I guess, when it comes to finances. Um, what would you say are some of like the advices or tips for people that still want to travel but make money at the same time? Oh, I like this one. Can I do this one? Yeah. <laughs> I, I always feel like everybody needs to find the thing that they're very good at or very passionate about and start to build a business off of it. To me, that's the only way to live life, frankly, um, is in this world that we have of digital opportunity everywhere. Uh, I think everybody should be getting after it. Just like you starting a podcast, you know, to be engaged in that digital world, to build a brand. I think everybody should be doing it for whatever it is, the thing that they're passionate about. And for us, I, I think that I always get confused sometimes when people feel that, you know, there aren't there aren't jobs in a certain area. There are opportunities in a certain area. To me, the history of the world has never really looked like that. You go to where the opportunity is. And so yeah. if you incorporate travel into your life and you've built a brand and you have skills, especially if they're digital skills, and you're willing to travel to where the opportunity is, then you will find yourself well employed. Um, I think a lot of people think that this can all be done over the computer and over the phone, yeah. and a lot of it can, mm -hmm. but we know there's a difference when we see our clients you know, once a year and we are with them and creating things with them. And that's sort of the model we've been able to make work. And so we, yeah. to, for us, it's all about go where the opportunity is. Yeah. I think if you can work traveling into how you make money, then you'll always be able to travel. I mean, we have friends who do other things, you know, uh, traveling nurses or, um, you know, like different, I even saw on Instagram, somebody who's doing like carpentry oh, traveling wow. for that. I know like there's a, like you can, if you can find a way to work the travel in to how you make money, that's the best way to sustain it, I think. Yeah. And this is one of the advices that I've been given many times, um, you know, when I was at university that you always have to obviously network with people, but go where the where the job is pretty much. Just be open and be yeah. uh, open to, to relocating anywhere, anywhere it's possible, to be honest, right? And then this is something mm -hmm. that I'm looking forward to. You know, I'm planning on moving to Southeast Asia very soon. And even though I still planning on staying within the hospitality industry, if there is an open, you know, opportunity, if there's an opportunity for me to work on some digital content or maybe, you know, I'm, I'm into drones as well, photography, anything like that, then I think this is the way to go. Honestly, people just should step out of their comfort zone and do something that I've never done before because that's what makes it makes them grow pretty much. Well, if you've got if you've got ambition, then to me, you have to have the responsibility to match that because yeah. you can't just have this ambition to do all these things and then not recognize that that means that every minute of your day, you need to be on something to make that happen, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and we've we've gotten better at it. And uh, it gets <laughs> kind of manic sometimes, to be honest, where you're yeah. like, wow, this like yesterday, it was the end of the day. And I was like, has this been just one day like <laughs> that was we, I was thinking yeah. of something I was like, remember that from the other day? And Andrew was like, that was this morning. Um, yeah. so if you, if you have that ambition, you need to get some speed to match it and you need to, um, just be going for it. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then, so you went, you, so you started your RV about two years ago and I know that recently you started with two other projects, which is one is newly nomads documentary and also strangers worth meeting the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Um, when did that start and how is it going so far? Cause I'm curious about it. You talk about your documentary. Yeah, so Newly Nomads was um, our that covered our first year on the road. Um, so I I decided to start that before we even moved into the RV. I kind of realized like we're only going to learn how to do this lifestyle once, and so I really need to document that if that's something that I want to share because you can't you can't go back and relearn. <laughs> so yeah. um, I decided to do that, and then that was like a 
year and a half in the making. So that just came out in March. Um, and I can brag on her cause she can't brag on herself that <laughs> that documentary is a feature length documentary that is easily deserves to be on any streaming platform that you would want to see it on. Um, the only difference is that we decided we wanted it to be available for everybody and we wanted it to come out soon. And so yeah. the fastest and easiest way to get it out to the world was to put it on YouTube. And the crazy thing was we were prepared for just our families to be into it and be excited about it, that we've done this project and be proud of Andrea, but it actually blew up. And mm-hmm. uh, now we've got hundreds of thousands of people watching it. And yeah because there's something in there that you created that people really engage with the message of. So I think it inspired a lot of people um, to do their thing, but you can't say that. It's really exciting. I didn't, I mean, it was my first feature length documentary. So I, yeah, I expected like our friends to watch it and maybe a couple people, but I mean, it's only been out for, I guess like four months at this point. And I am so impressed with how well it's done. Yeah. It's really That's exciting. Good. I saw a little bit. I'm not going to lie to Nord the whole thing, but I saw a little bit. <laughs> and then uh, really good. I'm definitely going to put it on my show notes so people can, mm-hmm. can check it out as well. So that's that's good. Cool. And then also the podcast. Let's talk about the podcast as well because I saw you guys have your own podcast as well. Yeah. Um, we uh, I do three podcasts now, which is sort of <laughs> insane. Um, but I really like podcasting is the thing. Like I love having conversations with people. If that's not obvious from how much I've already talked way too much on this episode. <laughs> um we uh so when we got on the road we recognized a few things about like our social circles and social opportunities we had we own our own company uh we work from home we're young and married and so you've already crossed a lot of things off the list where you might go and be meeting people whether that's like out at a bar or uh whether that's co-workers or whether you live in the same town and you meet people doing like a sport you know so I wanted to find a way to meet all these really cool people um, who I see in the towns that we're in. And I also love podcasting. So I started a podcast called Strangers Worth Meeting. And now when we go to towns, I will literally look through the location tag of that town until I find someone who I think is cool. And that's like the only criteria is if I think they're cool and what they do is cool. And I will message them. And I've had, you know, a surprising amount of people say yes. Most people say yes, which is crazy. Um, to this stranger who wants to come talk to him and we'll do a podcast and that has evolved into, you know, really helping us to meet people in these Mm -hmm. places. We go and make awesome connections and get to talk about really cool things. And um, it makes you feel a lot less like um, you're alone in a city that you're in when you get to meet you have an excuse to meet like a local and make a, make a friend. It, yeah. it make it definitely makes sense. It's something that I've been doing for the past few weeks, like connecting with people, just like with you guys, like we had mm-hmm. no idea that, you know, like we're, we're, we're connected pretty much right now. We were talking about it, which is really great. And I've had some amazing guests from all around the world. And this is the whole idea of, you know, connecting with people, making connections. And, and like you said, sharing stories, because everybody has their own story and it's so interesting and just taking that time and talking about it, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Not enough people take the time to really like think about, be, think beyond what they do into like why they do it. And a <laughs> podcast is my excuse to ask them that. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah. And I don't know. I just think, I just love podcasts. They're just, they're just an incredible way to meet people <laughs> uh, in a way that you don't get from the rest of the internet in short uh, sentences. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get to really talk with someone for a little while, it, it changes everything. Exactly. What are your future plans for with a podcast or maybe just with RV or traveling? What, what What's going on in the next few few months, if you guys know? Well, We're keeping on, keeping on. Yeah. We, <laughs> staying wild. We just, yeah, staying yeah. wild. 
we just wrapped up a stint of travel where we went literally from Minneapolis, Minnesota to San Francisco to uh, Utah. I think we're going to continue that track. And I don't always talk about exactly where we're going, but we we have long drives ahead. Um, <laughs> let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. We're going to be zipping across the country once again. Um, we have had a ton of people ask us to do really specific things on the Wild Texans podcast and the vlog. And so I know we're going to have new topics and all sorts of new things to Everybody do. Everybody wants your sourdough recipe. Everybody wants <laughs> oh, yeah, more <laughs> sourdough stuff. Um, so, you know, the sky's the limit, but we're we're going to keep plugging away and, and just creating things. And it seems to be resonating with people. They seem mm-hmm. to be into it and um, for whatever reason. And yeah. that's cool. So we'll keep just creating stuff. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. It feels great when you get a good feedback from people around the world. Yeah, no doubt. Definitely. It, it really does. Um, last question for you guys. If you have any maybe advice or tip for people that would like to start RV, maybe your general business or start traveling, is there anything in particular you can think of? I know what my advice is, but you go first. Huh? You go first. Okay. I think people need to read more books. Oh, that's a good one. I legitimately think that all of the books I've read are why we do this because I read books on minimalism, on financial independence, on entrepreneurship, on philosophy, on health and exercise. So I think that taking in really solid, uh, well thought out content that actually motivates you and teaches you things is the exact reason we did this. We wanted to be minimal because we had read and learned about minimalism. We wanted to uh, embrace some really cool philosophies like stoic philosophies and all sorts of things because we had read a bunch about them. Um, We wanted to be really healthy and cook everything because we had done all this reading and all of that put together motivates you to just keep going. And so the more you can learn, that's that's where I'd start for anybody is if they're like, I don't even know what I want to do start with some really good philosophy and start with some really start with some people who you know are the good influences for you in your life. Wow. That's really good. That's so true (laughs) too. Yeah. Because we, so much of like what we feel passionate about was kind of fueled by just learning about it and being like seeking out learning these new concepts that end up being life-changing. I think the other thing I would add is, um, I don't know how to say this without it sounding pretentious. So just like try to not hear it too pretentiously, I guess. <laughs> um, but I think that like cutting ties to things that you don't need is massive. Like the only way we can afford to, and not go crazy doing this lifestyle is because we don't have a backup plan. And okay. I know that's, that's a lot of, you know, especially parents are like, you need a backup plan or whatever. My parents were a little bit like, what are you doing when we just said we were going to do this? Yeah, right. The flow sometimes. Yeah. But also like, but also like, I don't know, create the flow. Like, yeah, that, that's a big part of minimalism for us too, was like, do you really need that thing? Mm-hmm. Like, and the more you start to find, like, I don't really need that thing. And you start getting rid of it. It, it snowballs and right. you recognize that you can do your whole life on so much less. Yeah. Do you really yeah. need these six appliances that each do one thing? Do you really need, you know, that backup apartment? Do you really need, um, oh, I had another one. I lost it, but it's, you know, they all fall into that same thing. Category. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, it was really cool chatting with you. Really appreciate you being here. Tyler and Andrea. Am I saying it right? Cause I think I said Andrea. <laughs> A- Andrea. Andrea, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I've been That's okay. The whole I, time. I have old friends who still say Andrea, so it's fine. <laughs> There you go. So yeah, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Wish you all the best, guys. Can't wait to see more of your vlogs, your 
your um, Instagram stories. I'll be looking forward to that. I'm definitely going to post it more about it on my Patreon, on the blog as well. So wherever people can find it, um, you know, really great catching up with you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, really nice of you to ask us and we'll keep putting stuff out. It's wild Hickson's everywhere. Huh? People will be able to find it. And that's it. That's us. Hickson's with an S. Yeah. H-I-X-S-O-N-S. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Thanks a lot for joining the podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcast, and also let your friends and family know about Journey to Freedom. Also, consider supporting me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash journey to freedom. Patreon is a membership platform that allows you to connect with me on a one-on-one basis. It's a place where I share exclusive content such as personal spreadsheets, traveling tips and advice, and of course, show notes from every single episode. It's a place where you can find a lot of insightful links, files, and so much more. Thanks a lot for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.